genre. Companion presents Doctor Who The Long Way Round, the weekly podcast where we review, discuss, and recap every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Nick Jimenez. And today on the show, we'll be continuing to discuss The Daleks, which is the first doctor's third story. Mm-hmm. And uh, we previously, we left off, uh, if you guys remember from last week, uh, we we left off with um, uh, Ian uh, climbing into a Dalek. They tricked a Dalek into a trap, and they took the Dalek out of the of the thing. Uh, something that is never ever referenced again um, in the rest of the story, <laughs> or or uh, indeed the rest of the show. <laughs> no, lots of times in the show. Oh, okay, um, you know, because eventually we see what a Dalek. Uh, Dalek creature like looks like all the time, and they kind of just uh, look like kind of fatter krangs. Yeah, sorta. <laughs> yeah, just like dumber looking krangs. Yeah, um, just, just crappier krangs. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, so they they drag that out, and uh, uh, Ian gets inside and starts. He's like, I can't control this thing. You guys are gonna have to push me. So they start pushing him out, and they're gonna they're gonna escape. Using Ian Dalek, and then we we zoom over to the cloak, and underneath the cloak that they took the Dalek thing out of, out with, uh, you see like this little claw hand poke out of the, out of the cloak. Yeah, and uh, we're like, oh, that's scary stuff. It and might have we, been a kid. I know. Like, like, what what is that thing? And then you never find out. No, ever. Not really. At least you never see it. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think the show was just, I think Terry Nation was like, we don't have to, you know, you know, you know it's, it's a future show problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, Terry Nation was just setting up franchises with this whole Dalek thing. So, um, you know, but yeah, that uh, that brings us to uh, part four, the ambush. So take it away, Nick. Yes. OK, so um, like, like Scott said. They are are bleeding. They're kind of doing like a weird, really kind of macabre remix of the old Wookiee uh, prisoner trick. Um, <laughs> Only they're doing the original. Oh, yeah. This does predate it. Fair enough. Yeah, totally. By, so by, um, by like almost two decades. Yeah. Jeez, please. Uh, yeah. Was has George Lucas ever said anything about Doctor Who? No, because because Doctor Who didn't air in America until the late seventies, early eighties, I think. Oh, so he had he had checked out. He was well, he was too busy uh, riding his car through the American dreamscape, picking up ladies and. Well, I mean, he'd already he'd already created Star Wars at that point, so right. like, who cares about this this dumb, you know, this dumb before stupid 
yeah, fat robot thing. <laughs> fat robot. What, what, what's really funny, though, uh, is that there's no way that R2-D2 isn't based on the Daleks because everyone who worked on Star Wars was British except for George Lucas and the actors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So they were like, yeah. hey, let's just make a little – let's just make a little Dalek. Just, just take the stupid bubble things off. Take those stupid stock things off. Yeah. We'll just we'll paint it white and blue, and we'll get a little. We'll get a little. We'll get a little. We can go. In it. We can go home early, and we can get ourselves a pint. And uh, you know, we'll he's not going to know any difference. Have you talked to this guy? He doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> Change the script like every day. His dude's name used to be Star Killer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, looks good. Looks like a little fat robot. <laughs> oh, yeah, George. We know what we're doing. All right, take a lunch. Told you it would work. <laughs> you know, you only got this job because he's friends with Steven Spielberg. <laughs> so the first thing, the first thing I want to, I want to point out about, about, uh, this scene with with Ian and the Dalek is I love that, you know, when we leave the last episode, you know, he climbs into the Dalek and they he can't control it. So they have to push him. Yeah. And then we start this episode in a new location and he's like, oh, actually, I've totally figured out this whole Dalek control thing. So I'm fine. Never mind. And it's like, oh, that's because he's not actually inside it anymore. <laughs> Yeah, because because like it's every, on a remote control again. It's got the engine in there again. Yeah, because everything at the end of part three, every you know, it's Doctor Who in the sixties still. So everything with him getting inside of the Dalek has been pretty much one shot. Yeah, I mean, well, it's it's been it's not one shot, but it's like live edited. Yes. Yeah. Right. So it's like it's everything is shot with like a multicam. And there's a director in a booth, as we saw in An Adventure in Space and Time. There's a director in a booth going, camera one, all right, let's cut to camera two, all right, close up on camera one, let's cut to camera one. And actually, Scott is already being somewhat liberal with how many uh, cuts they would have had back then. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so, so, yeah, so when we cut to this new scene – you know, he's no longer in there and like his whole voice, his voice isn't coming from inside the Dalek anymore. And it's just it's just really yeah. funny because it's like, ah, oh, that's I see what you guys did. It's kind of like that old joke in Wayne's World, too, where like they, quote, go to Europe. <laughs> yeah, it's actually really great uh, for, for 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 the actor who plays Ian, um, whose name is slipping my mind. Uh, hey, but it's, who cares? it's pretty great for him oh. because like. <laughs> He's only in like two scenes in this episode. Yeah, he must. Have he just gets to, Yeah, he just gets to like go like sit and sit off camera and talk into a microphone. Mm-hmm. Must great. Smoke a J. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So so the ruse is working. They're pushing the doctor. I mean, they're pushing the 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 Dalek around, and then they're stopped by another Dalek, and then. Uh, they have a pretty amazing conversation. Um, Ian Dalek and the and the real Dalek is like, "Oh, they, these are my prisoners." And Dalek's <laughs> like, "That checks out. We we do like those." Um, and so they like lead. They like trick the Dalek to go through this door, and they close the door on him. And then the Doctor magnetically locks it. And um, so the 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 stupid Dalek is just trapped. 
on the other in the other room now. And so they are trying to get Ian out of the Dalek husk, but um, it's stuck like the catch is is stuck. So meanwhile, the Dalek on the other side of the door has realized that he's been he's been tricked. And he's like, ah, alarm, alarm. And like, he sounds the alarm. <laughs> I, there's this one part yes. where, uh, Susan is like distracting them or whatever. And, and the Daleks sort of like surround her and they can't do anything, but like plunger her. And it just looks like they're like giving her like a sensual plunger <laughs> massage. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's kind of funny because she's like pretending to be scared of them. Right. And they're just kind of like, it's kind of cute. I mean, they're just kind of poking her with their like suction stocks. Right. And they're like, yeah. rah. And she's like, oh no, these things, this is scary. <laughs> they're just, they're just like plunging her back. It's just, it's just, I, I just started imagining like a Dalek massage parlor. Hello. <laughs> we are from Thailand. <laughs> oh, relax, relax, relax. relax. Happy ending. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Too far. Oh, God. Like that isn't like the third joke for every massage parlor thing. <laughs> I mean, it is, but, you know. It's a Dalek. Um, so, yeah. I just love I just love the idea of like <laughs> like that uh, that like sensual like music. That they play oh, yeah, like that real like soothing like calm music, and it's just the Dalek just like just like shouting, "Relax, relax, 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 relax." They're just they just have like an ape. They all have like an apron. Yeah, there's like one Dalek behind the desk that's like making all the appointments. <laughs> <laughs> you will take Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> Parties of greater than seven require pre-call. <laughs> it's like it's 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 the parts of the massage parlor from Big Trouble in Little China. Oh no! Chinese girls don't have green eyes. <laughs> so. Deep tissue. Uh, did you guys see that video I sent the the Twitter page? Of the, yes. Uh, yeah. Put it in the curry. <laughs> <laughs> so racist. <laughs> so, um, so the Daleks are like burning through the door, and uh, kind of a uh, Phantom Menace style. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, totally. See, another. Yeah, man. George Lucas really screwed the show over. Um, man, yeah. when I was a kid, I was like so in during that first scene. Oh yeah, like, me too. Like this is dope. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yes. Yeah, so because because I didn't know how racist the Nemodians Nemoidians were. Sure. Yeah. Well, when, time, when you were a kid, you're just like, yeah, yeah. Aliens, whatever. Aliens, whatever. They're not real. Um. God. <laughs> the, remember when Anakin just straight up murders all the Nemodians? And you're like, oh man, I didn't like them, but this is crazy. Um, remember when he murdered children, Nick? Younglings. Yeah. Right? Yes. I saw him killing younglings. It was just, it was just weird that you went to the Nemoidians. <laughs> God, it really Not bothered me when, when he when he killed all those Nemoidians. What about the children? I mean that, I guess. Yeah, sure. Hey, but man, hey, hey man, you gotta execute Order 66. 
But those Nemoidians didn't do anything. <laughs> they didn't do anything wrong. Oh, man. Um, do you remember? They were just looking out for number one, you know? Remember you and McGregor trying not to break when he had to deliver the line killing younglings and he had to, like, cover his mouth with his beat with his hand? No. Yeah. If you watch his, I had a vision of him <laughs> killing younglings. <laughs> just, he, he kind of, like, he kind of gets it out as fast as he can. Oh, wow. Um, That's so amazing. Uh, so, so, yeah. So, they're running out of time. Ian's like, go on without me. And they're like, no. And Ian's like, have you seen well, he can't. He can't fit in the elevator. Yeah, yeah. He can't fit in the elevator. And, like, he's stuck. And he's like, look, I can. You can I, 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 I deduce pretty quickly. These guys really aren't that hard to get around. So, you guys can just leave. And guys, I'll be totally honest. I This part was stressing me out. Because if I was Ian and I was inside a Dalek and I couldn't get out, I would be flipping out. Oh, are you are you are you, are you claustrophobic? Yes. Oh man. Like I, I would I not. Like I could I could get into a Dalek if I knew that I could get out of it. Right. But if I ever got stuck, I would be losing my mind. Like so, full on panic attack. Oh man. So how was that episode in in series nine when Clara was was in one? Was that was that stressful for you? No, because she could get out, right? Oh, okay. Just and, and it was just – it's just the idea of like I saw how tight that space was. He mentioned it in the last episode that his legs barely fit. Mm-hmm. And then he's like – there's that shot where it's like kind of tight on the top of the Dalek. Mm-hmm. And it's just – the head is just like moving around as he's like trying to get out of it. Right. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I would be – I would be losing it. You're you're what like five five ten five eleven five eleven five eleven yeah yeah you'd be I imagine that'd be pretty cramped yeah I'd be losing my mind I'm five nine so I'd probably be okay yeah um so now yeah. you know how tall we are uh, so <laughs> how tall are you Cass five three oh oh, <laughs> oh really yeah huh I don't ever picture you as short I am very I short. I've only I guess I've only seen you in real life one time. Yeah. No, my mom is so. less than five feet. Yeah, I'm short. Golly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually the tall one in my family, and I'm only 5'9". Hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty tall compared to my family, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so so they all leave, and then once they're safe, and it's really weird. Like, he, like, he, he manages to get out as soon as they're gone. So they send How the lift convenient. down. For- My con- favorite thing Maybe about he was this naked in there, and he was just like, "Oh no, I'm I'm stuck. Oh no, <laughs> oh that me." <laughs> it just got really hot in there, and yeah. just started taking off layers. Just, Jim, just um, Ace Ventura style. I I think what I what I really like about uh, this moment, and it's just it's so quintessentially this era of Doctor Who to me is that the drama of this moment is that the elevator is too slow. Yeah, it's so funny. You just see it going up and down in the little the, the shaft and it's so funny. Yeah, well, and it, and it's not just it's, – it's funny because it's slow, but it's also just like funny that that's where the high tension is coming right. from. <laughs> it's like the elevator's slow. That's – that's this this version of the show's like take on high drama. Yeah, it's like it, oh, what are they gonna do? The elevator's so slow. 
Well, Dolly's got that. nowhere to be. They just kind of lays around their city. <laughs> yeah. They don't have anywhere to be. <laughs> Who's living that easy life? Yeah. yeah. That post-apocalyptic dream. <laughs> just, uh, just making their way down the creek. <laughs> the bayou provides. <laughs> oh my god! All we need, the river provides. Oh Left god. a good job in the city. <laughs> uh, now I'm just obsessed with like, like. I think my favorite episodes to do on this show are any Dalek episode. <laughs> It's just so inherently absurd that we they just you put them in any situation and it's just the greatest thing. Oh man, I just yeah, just now I'm just picturing like just Nolan's Daleks with like just fishing by the creek, like on a little raft. Uh, you know that thing in magazines where uh, they'll have like guest editors where they'll like oh yeah, they'll yeah. Be like oh Brian Fuller, you're gonna edit this issue of Fangoria. You know, mm-hmm. like every story in the Fangoria issue is approved by Brian Fuller. Yeah. If they ever did that on Saturday Night Live where they have like a guest host and then like a guest showrunner for an episode. If I ever got to do that, my thing would just be like, I want to replace all of the cast members with dollars. <laughs> Gilly. And just do a 90-minute SNL episode with just Daleks. You know, they, they did that once in the 80s where they gave an episode to one writer. And I can't remember the writer. It was like it was like a famous like writer at the time. And they just gave was it was it that weird season with Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah, when- yeah. I think it was one of those years where Lauren was gone. Yeah. But yeah, they gave they, – because like, they were like, oh, what if we just gave one writer the whole – and it, like it didn't work like at all. Oh. And, and so they just never tried it again, even though I still think that – I think the right kind of writer would be interesting. You know what I mean? Especially if they gave them longer than a week to write the episodes. Like if they – or the, like write the sketches. Like if they told them mm-hmm. like three months ahead of time mm-hmm. that yeah. they're going to do this, like then you could totally do it. Like imagine – it's not fair to ex- expect one writer <laughs> to write all the sketches for that week's episode, yeah. you know? God, imagine if like for one week all 90 minutes of SNL was just like one story. That'd be nuts. It's like a live uh, kind of I, telepath. I, yeah. I would also be in I would also just be into the guest host being a Dalek. <laughs> With your host, the Dalek. <laughs> Dalek Prime. And, he just, and the you know that awkward you know that part where they like run in from the back, like past the band? Yeah. <laughs> just you just hear the the wheels. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just like kind of has to go super slow as he goes down like the, the two steps. <laughs> It just stops at the steps because it can't go downstairs. Help! Help! Assistance! Help! help. The guy, the the black guy with the braids that plays the saxophone has to kind of like awkwardly like kind of lift him up. (laughs) We have a great show tonight. (laughs) Best coast is here. (laughs) Best coast. That's funny. They just played in my hometown like three days ago. Oh, I bet they put on a good show. Yeah, probably. Uh, they're good. They've been around for weirdly a while. Their the first album came out like in 010. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, slow anyway, elevator so, drama. So yeah, so slow elevators. Um so so yeah, so they send the lift down. 
The Daleks finally burst through the door and they just find an empty Dalek husk. And like, I'm sure they freak out. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. no. Oh, no. Oh, no. The rapture. <laughs> the rapture. <laughs> Only Steve was good enough. <laughs> better about that joke <laughs> the part that they thought that that Dalek was only good enough for the rapture or the fact that its name was Steve that'd be awesome if all the Daleks just had like normal names oh my, God. my name is Bobby Michael <laughs> <laughs> they just all that kind of like kind of like his Christian German Irish names <laughs> yeah uh, so so Ian so Ian escaped. Um, they're they're in a they're at a window and they see that the Thals are collecting food. And that, they, that Barbara and Ian embrace though. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, she was way excited to see him. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, she's she must have been pretty relieved. I mean, she would she'd be stuck with like this kind of precociously annoying little girl and like her grumpy long-haired grandpa <laughs> right and susan uh, susan's age continues to really baffle me in in this in this chunk of of stories yeah uh, um, she's supposed like, to be supposed to be like 15 or 16 yeah because she, she has like this really kind of adorable like kimmy schmidt like wink uh-huh. yeah. when the daleks are poking her she does like a really broad wink um she kind of has like a like a like a 1970s Peter Pan thing going on, I think. Oh, she does. Where yeah, she's kind of like that asexual, mischievous little kid. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do they? They don't. Actually, spo- actually, uh, serious question. Yeah. Would so so we know that it's probably inevitable that we're going to get a female doctor, right? Sure. If not, if not next, very soon. Because mm-hmm. um, I think I think next we're either going to get a female doctor or a doctor of color. But, a, D- a DOC. Yeah, a DOC. <laughs> but in but in any event, we're going to get not another white guy. I would imagine. Well, unless um, they just find another white guy, Scott. That's just perfect for the job. Yeah. Well. Good luck explaining that to anyone. <laughs> um, but. My so so I guess my thought has always been a very sort of like l- loopy but like very like takes herself serious sort of doctor like where she's like fun but like also takes herself seriously but like what if you went a different route and you sort of did because you know the doctor is especially now with Capaldi is like very sort of asexual in a way that we haven't really seen since uh Eccleston sure what if you did that with a female doctor where you know she was a little like that sort of like Peter Panish sort of you know yeah or like or kind of like Dory yeah yeah just kind of this unsexualized sort of like hello I'm on an adventure yeah I don't know that's interesting I'm I'm really curious to see what some actresses take on a female doctor would be I know like I would just want to be in, and I just want to be in the audition room. 
Yeah, like I don't want to have any choice in the decision because that's up to whoever is show running. But yeah, I would be interested to see what all of their different takes would be just out of curiosity. Yeah, like freaking like Olivia Coleman, like mm. Ruth Wilson. Uh, don't talk about Ruth Wilson as the doctor. That'd be great. <laughs> um, that would be a problem. Hey, speaking of uh, Doctor Who alumni, did you see that Jumanji photo? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I did. Yeah. yeah. Looks which, fun. which, but, but did you see, did you see, uh, did you see it on the rocks Instagram? Yes. But then I okay. also saw, I also saw Karen Gillan's tweet. Okay. But you, but, but in the rocks Instagram, he like was like, he, he literally was like Karen Gillan as whatever her character's yeah, name like is. Like Ruby Roundstone or something. Yeah. And, uh, R- Roundhouse, right? Roundhouse, Ruby, yeah. Roundhouse? Ruby Roundhouse. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, and he put in parentheses, he was like, he was like, I know her outfit's ridiculous for for jungle wear. There is a story reason for it. Please trust me. Yeah, I saw it on her Twitter, and she was just like, "This this is ridiculous, but it'll be explained." And I, was like, I okay. think I think she's the Alan Parrish. I I don't. I think she's a character in Jumanji. Oh, okay, and like and like that's the joke is that she's like a Laura Croft kind of character. Yeah, that's what I think. Um, like I think that the people playing the game are playing as them inside the game. Oh, wow. and so they're they're going to be like a bunch of kids who are playing the game outside, and yes. then they're all the kids like <sighs> inside the game. I'm so excited for that movie. I, I mean, I mean, like I'm, I mean, I'm already going to see it because of the Rock, um, but <laughs> <laughs> I. I <laughs> I just, I really. Liked. I was, I was a little disappointed to see that uh, Kevin, what's his name, was in it. Oh uh, sure, yeah, but I but mean, I will I say that he's never. I think his best movie role to date was his movie with The Rock. Sure, I just think like of all of the of the black actors that you could put in that movie, I think he's absolutely hands down the least interesting. Mm-hmm. The most interesting would probably be uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. <laughs> oh god that would have been amazing <laughs> I'm doing the Jumanji sequel <laughs> Dwayne Johnson Jack Black and Academy Award winner Chuatali Joe Ford <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be incredible oh man in the jungle you must wait <laughs> what is it until you roll a six and eight, six and eight or what is it yeah, yeah. Oh god, I love that movie so much. Um, anyway, I think I own that movie. Do I own that? Movie? It used to be on I Netflix. Do own the, I do own that movie, dude. That's a great Robin Williams performance. It is. Man, I haven't seen that movie since I was really little, and it scared me. Oh, the power of the spiders and the the rhino. Mm. Is that the rhino no, the, part? Yeah, yeah. No, the rhino never. I was never scared. I was scared of. I was scared of the spiders. Like really scared. I actually couldn't walk on the ground. After I saw that at home, yeah. it was expired. Um, <laughs> let's just talk about Jumanji, guys. Yeah, right? Jumanji yeah. Minute. What would the Daleks do in Jumanji? Crawl. Forest down. Set off a bomb. They would just, no, they wouldn't even be affected by the things happening around them. They would just play the game. Keep just playing. straight. <laughs> Focus. Focus, Michael. <laughs> Uh, there's that great moment in this episode where we sort of get the origin of Exterminate. Yes. 
Because because they tell the the Daleks the Daleks are loading into the elevator uh, in search of our heroes, mm-hmm. and the Dalek goes like is basically if you find them exterminate them. Like, do no. not hesitate, just exterminate, mm-hmm. which is sort of their mantra. <laughs> don't hesitate, exterminate. exterminate. Hey, kids, don't, don't hesitate. Now I want a Dalek rap album. Don't hesitate, <laughs> exterminate. Ready, oh ready, ready. Like, a, like, a, like a late 70s, early 80s, like, yeah. Dalek hip-hop album. Yeah, like a sideways, like, really brightly colored cap. <laughs> My name's Dalek Prime, and I'm here to say we're gonna kill you. <laughs> backed by, backed by like Jazzy Jeff or something. Yeah, or like that, or like that cat that was in that uh, that Paul Abdul video. Oh, <laughs> two um, steps forward, forward. exterminate. <laughs> they just kill the cat. There's like that that crap. And then they just and then the and then the music just plays without any words, just like awkwardly as the Dalek just sits there for the rest of the video. Oh my god. Oh man. Okay, so so they try to tell the Thals that there's an ambush coming, but they can't hear them. So they notice the lift is coming up, and um, so the Doctor pries open the door. They all escape. They find this Dalek sculpture. And, um, they is that pull- what that is? Yeah, it's like a statue, right? I just thought it was just like convenient styrofoam rocks. They just threw down the elevator shaft. Oh, okay. Well, according to the wiki, it's a Dalek sculpture. Huh. Um. So they throw <laughs> the. <laughs> I guess. I guess you can't really. Bl- I guess the Daleks wouldn't be that good at making sculptures. Right. <laughs> it's abstract. What is this? <laughs> it's a Dalek. Does it look like a Dalek? <laughs> I tried. Aww. <laughs> I tried to capture your beauty. He's wearing like a little beret. Yeah. Steve, I did not know that you felt this way. <laughs> I did and I always have. Oh my God. They like rub they like rub eye stocks. <laughs> it's like how lions make out in the Lion King. Remember that when like they couldn't have animals kiss because that would be weird, so they just had them like kind of rub each other's neck. <laughs> oh my god, it was always so weird. Well, they're cats. I mean, that's true. <laughs> um, they could have had them kiss. They were just cats. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the sound they made. How weird that would be. Just simply knowledge for making out. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm just imagining Daleks in that movie instead of lions. Oh, that would be the circle of lies. (laughs) (laughs) Everything the light touches. Oh God! Will be exterminated. Simba's just like a Simba's just like a smaller Dalek. I can't wait to be king. <laughs> and so, so they open the door, they escape. Then Ian's like, hey, I'm going to go warn the Thals. And they're like, all right. You're just Mr. Solo mission today, aren't you, Ian? And then while the Thals are taking the food, they find an elder 
um, Timosis. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Timosis. So he's like, hey, we can't. We, we're trying really trying to avoid war. I think we should try to negotiate a longer lasting truce. So I'm going to offer to work with the Daleks to make more food and kind of stabilize the environment. Little does he know these little fat bastards are already like surrounding them and about to like murder them. So Ian's like, it's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. And then um, the Daleks true to form. Uh, they exterminate uh, Timosis. So the falls, including Alidon, they they <laughs> they get back together with Ian. They join the doctor and the and the girls at the uh, the the like the Thal camp, and then they find another young Thal whose name is like Dione. Was that his name? And oh, the 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 creepy the little one. The um the lady doll the or the one. lady Thal. Yeah, and and like and they kind of. She she provides a history of Scaro, but it's from the perspective of like, you know, it's like their version of what Scaro. And so they say the Daleks were once known as a race called the Dolls. And they were actually humans, kind of not unlike the Thals. So it was a race. Which is which is super weird when you consider something like uh Daleks in Manhattan, which granted is a terrible episode. Sure. But it the whole concept of that is like a half human half dalek hybrid thing mm-hmm. and if they used to be human i just i find that concept interesting yeah it almost kind of well it, it <laughs> it's almost sort of bless you it almost sort of makes that episode worse because it does no it like they didn't even bother to look up the first ever dalek episode <laughs> right <laughs> um so yeah so the dolls and the talls <laughs> used to live in peace but then the dolls mutated into their current forms following something called the Neutronic Wars. And um, the Thals have decided to – so they, they were so just scarred by this part of their history that they've adopted pacifism as like their sacred creed. Even Hold though- on. I, I want to go back to the mutation thing real quick. Of course. Because I don't remember a moment in this story where the doctor or Ian explained to Barbara or Susan – that the Daleks were these creepy little mutant things. And so I wonder if, <laughs> if Barbara and Susan think that human beings mutated into fat robot things. <laughs> like, really? With, with eye stocks and plungers. <laughs> They're like... He's, he's like, the Thals, like, after this nuclear holocaust, they turned into these creepy things and then they like mutated back into humans, but the Daleks are stuck in like the creepy I don't <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, why did they stay that way? Yeah, yeah. So like they must I don't know. They must know that the Daleks are just like some creepy Maybe they're just too stupid to like change back. <laughs> <laughs> the Daleks. <sighs> so <clears throat> Yeah. So they they're pacifists now, even though historically they're like a proud warrior race so ian's like dude you can't be pacifist right now the daleks are gonna like kill all of you they already killed your boy Timosis. and the doctor's like let's just go (laughs) well what, what i find really interesting about that whole conversation is like it starts with it starts when uh what what's his name genesis the uh the the con tall what is 
Paladin. No, 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 no. The old, the older guy. Oh, oh Timosis. Timosis. Oh, Timosis. Okay. I don't know if I'm saying uh, that right at all, but so so Timosis. Uh, he says that line where he says that um, uh, fear breeds hatred, which breeds war. Mm-hmm. And so there's this whole, there's this really interesting undercurrent of prejudice going on. This commentary of prejudice. Sure. But then on top of that, there's this other commentary about how stupid hippies are. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like there's, it's like this prejudice and pacifism and like these, they're these two completely different concepts that really have nothing to do with each other ideologically. And yet Terry Nation decides that he has comments about both of these things and I just find that fascinating. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't enough that this was a story about prejudice. He also had to he also had to like do a sucker punch on on pacifism. I think it's not just pacifism though, because they it's like pacifism to the extreme, like pacifism in the face of like self destruction, you know? Just kind of like it's right. almost apathy, maybe. Well, but is it or is he using an extreme version of pacifism in the way that like you would to prove a point where you're like, oh, oh, you're pacifist. Well, this is what happens to pacifists. Hmm. I wonder what the like political landscape in England was like in 63. Let's see. 63. So it was post-World War II. It would have been like Cold War era. Right. right? Yeah. But were they involved in the in the in the Clone War? In the Cold Cold War. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Um, Um, I think they were by proxy because of alliances, but not as hardcore as like the US. Scott and, and the man from UNCLE, what was what was Hugh Grant doing there? Was he British in that movie? Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. He he was British because um uh, let me think. Oh right, because the the girl was British. Um, Alicia Vikander. Yeah, right. Vikander was was British, and so she was like a secret British spy. And then you had the American dude, and then you had the Russian dude. Yeah. And then and, the girl from The Great Gatsby was like the female villain. Right. And I think their deal was like basically that they were middle ground. So like they're the ones who brought the two sides together because they were like, we've got bigger fish to fry. Okay. I think was the idea. Yeah. Man, I, I wish I was up. I wish I, wish I was uh, – yeah, maybe one of our listeners that's from England can maybe give us some some history lessons about what, what was the cultural – yeah, because – well, it might, it, I, I bet it was pretty conservative because if you if you go forward about five years, you have kind of like the, the punk explosion. That's true. Right. Which was like – which had to have been a reaction to like a pretty conservative era. Right. Well, um, you had the Beatles first. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then and- phony Beatlemania bit the dust. Yeah, and then like <laughs> as I, like ten years after that, you had the punk movement. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, the Sex Pistols and yeah, seventy six, seventy seven. Yeah, I think the Clash kind of at the tail end of that. Right, early eighties. Yeah. 80s. Then and then Sing Street. And then Sing Street. <laughs> yeah, it changed everything. That movie that came out this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drive it like you stole it. 
So they, uh, so yeah, so they're trying to convince the Talls that they need to like nut up and sh- or shut up, so to speak. And then the doctor's <laughs> like, "Look, let's just leave." And then they're like, "Yeah, let's just leave." <laughs> this is stupid. And so they actually find out that uh, you know uh, you cry wolf enough times, doctor, and uh, it comes true. They're actually the they, the fluid link held by Ian was taken from him, and. Uh, it's a, it's back in Scarrow, and so we're back in Dalek City, Dalek City, and so they're actually trapped on Scarrow, and that is the cliffhanger that ends part four. Hmm. I just I love the move where the Doctor is just like is like going over their whole history, their whole like genetic history, and he's just like, wow, so interesting, really, just fascinating stuff. All right, let's get out of yeah, here. Yeah, let's leave. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. You guys ready? I kind of wouldn't mind. <laughs> it's kind of fun though because like you you associate the doctor so much with being like you know Mister Fix It, and so like I really like the idea of the doctor's like wow this is fascinating. You guys are you guys really have a cutout for you, Susan. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so uh, so so forty minutes in, kind of like a Han uh-huh. Solo kind of doctor. We've been talking about that episode for longer than the episode is. Oh, man. Like, like almost twice, twice yeah. as long. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's talk about the expedition, All right. Kath. Well, there's not a whole lot that really happens in this one. Like, Oh, I know. Uh, can, I, can I be honest with you guys? I fell asleep during part five. Because- <laughs> oh, man. It, I woke up when Ian wakes up at the end of the episode. Nice. And it was like, oh, you let me sleep in. I was like, you did let me sleep in, Doctor Who. <laughs> Thanks, Ian. But <laughs> yeah. you've seen this before. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but the, so they're trapped on Scarrow. So Ian's like, okay, well, now we actually have to do something. So we have to get the Thals on our side. So Ian is like, hey, you see this giant can of history? What if I just trade it for our freedom and they're just like shrug okay um and then he kind of that that's not the response he wants so he like steals like the the pretty young woman and he's just like or what if they want like a human sacrifice i'll just take her and aladdin the the main thal with he just like punches ian in the face and ian's just like now you're a man (laughs) basically (laughs) and then aladdin like it's so funny because he like has this this moment of like oh god I punched this guy and this is, then it then it kind of morphs into like oh god yeah I punched this guy. Um, I feel like Ian, I'm Ian just Ian ruins this entire civilization. Yeah, Ian just does not care. He just no ugh, humans. Uh, <laughs> so he he gets punched in the face and then he's just like yeah you're gonna help us. So they kind of plan their uh, their route into the city, um, and Barbara starts kind of getting cozy with this this other guy. I, I don't remember his name. Um, it is in my notes. It is, it, is Gan- it's Ganatus. Ga- yeah, Ganatus. Ganatus. Um, so she starts hanging out with this guy. They're like hanging out by a campfire, and he talks about this crazy swamp because it's glowing in the dark. Um, ah. And it's it's like in the like towards the the back of the city, um, and he's like, oh, you know, we went down to that swamp one time, me and five guys, and me and only my brother came back because there's these crazy stuff that live in the swamp, 
and um, they their plan kind of forms Swap around. Daleks. Yeah, it. You actually were. It's it's next season. Well, not next season in the show Doctor Who, but next season on the podcast, we kind of see some of the weird swamp things in Genesis of the Daleks, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that show about gator hunters that was on History Channel? Oh like, my god! A couple like, years. I don't remember. There was like five of those shows. Yeah, I, I just picture those. <laughs> I will. I will say With what I love people? about. Swamp people, yeah. yeah. Swamp, people. swamp Daleks. What, what I love about about swamp this swamp in Doctor Who is like they're just talking about a swamp and they're talking about how it's like totally normal. It's just a swamp, but it's like boiling. <laughs> yeah, it's like constantly bubbling and boiling. And I was like, well, that's not what swamps do. And I was like, oh right, I'm from Florida. All of these people are from England. They've probably never even seen right. a swamp before. <laughs> They don't. So they just assume that this is what a swamp is like. Yeah, they don't know a world where a, a gator is just in your backyard. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like swamps, they're like constantly like bubbling and boiling. Honestly, that's the thing that put me to sleep. It was very soothing because it was it was a consistent sound throughout the entire episode. I yeah. think is like their their idea of a swamp is like a like a peat bog, which I think does do that, or like a. Oh. Yeah, see, I have no, I, I, I have no experience with bogs. Like a bog, like I don't know. It's like it's like bubbling and boiling, like a hot spring. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I, I lived in Louisiana for for a spell, so I I feel like I have like a, a, a cursory knowledge of of swampland. But like the well, Louisiana is like the swampland. Yeah. Uh, okay. But but I was but I was but I was north, so I, I wasn't I wasn't oh, down. Okay. I wasn't down, I wasn't I wasn't hanging out with that alligator from Princess and the Frog. No. Unfortunately, that's too bad. Oh God, I love that movie. <laughs> um, so Remember that shot where he's like pretending to be on the boat, and then it just starts shooting at him, and he like just has to jump over the. Uh. <laughs> anyway. So they yeah, so they go to the swamp. Yeah, so they um they go. Bonjour. The <laughs> You'll come to our land. <laughs> Y'all from Shreveport? I'll be honest, I'm I'm really impressed that you're able to combine a Dalek <laughs> with with the Cajun accent. That's really impressive. <laughs> Would you like a pole boy? <laughs> you come down here, we fix you up good. <laughs> we treat you like family. <laughs> Oh my god. We could be awesome beignets. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. Oh. oh my god. <laughs> I think I have a new favorite Dalek. Just, just Southern hospitality Dalek. Cajun Dalek. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. No, I wanna see I wanna see a version of Forrest Gump where Bubba is replaced by a doll. Oh I got bad gum, sir. <laughs> oh god. Mm. He's just listing off kinds of shrimp. Shrimp cocktail. <laughs> Shrimp burgers. 
Trump's Island. <laughs> oh my god, I can't breathe. <laughs> oh my god. There's nothing funnier than a Dalek <laughs> doing anything normal. <laughs> Just literally anything normal. Uh, oh my god. Oh, they're so big. Wow. <laughs> oh, they're amazing. Okay. Oh, yeah, oh so my god. The <laughs> uh, so they decide that they're going to enter the city from the the swamp side and they're going to split up into groups. So the doctor and Susan are going to go through the front door and kind of be like the decoy. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop thinking about Cajun Dollar. It's just, oh, it's my favorite thing. You're like a three-piece suit. Oh, oh my god! Hello, sugar. <laughs> oh, you look real nice. Is it? Is it Dolly got one of those? One of those swamp hovercraft things. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. oh, man. Going to go cut by the creek, catch some frogs. <laughs> really wearing like a straw hat. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Hello, Shari. <laughs> Oh, they're just really, they're just really polite and charming. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. 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 Oh wow. Okay. So, oh, all right, get us Dalek. out of this swamp for the love of God. Okay. Yeah. We <laughs> swamp anymore. And the Daleks are. This is honestly my favorite part of the whole episode. Is they they stole the the anti radiation drugs from. From Susan, and they are they're using them on the Daleks. So we we get this this Dalek point of view, and it's <laughs> he's like he's like screaming. Oh yeah, he's like, Help me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like ah, and like really like, like really human screams. Like his the eye stock because you only see this like little circle, and it keeps zooming in and zooming out, and there's this like kaleidoscope effect. So you see like fifty Daleks in like spinning around, and the Dalek is just spinning around in circles <laughs> because the <laughs> the anti radiation drugs are like killing them because yeah. um, they didn't think that you know they 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 figured that they you know need anti radiation drugs so. Sure. Basically, they kill off this whole sector of Daleks before they realize what's going on. So they're like, oh, we need radiation. And they, they decide to, they're, they're gonna, they're gonna set up another, like, a nuclear bomb. Uh, a new, neutron neutronic bomb, bomb, right? Which is basically the Neutronic same. bomb. Yes. Um, right. And so they're just like, we'll just make the, the planet a wasteland so we can, be the only one to survive um two birds one stone yeah um and i don't they uh they talk about the swamp more and this this swamp thing eats a a a dude 
you like oh yeah like kind of like off camera yeah there's like a whirlpool and this guy is like filling this water bag or something and then he like screams and then like two seconds later it's like underwater and then the other people run and that's basically the end of the episode yeah that's basically (sighs) it it's basically it's basically just like a half hour of like swamp talk and Ian telling the other Thals to man up. Yeah. And basically. Barbara flirting with this alien. Yeah. Um so episode 6, <laughs> The Ordeal. Uh so yeah, Elion's dead in the whirlpool. And they're like, "Wow, that really sucks. Uh we should keep going." And everyone's like, yeah, that does suck. But yeah, we should totally keep going. So they they split up. Um, the doctor and Susan take a take a, a, a gang down to the city. And uh, Barbara and Ian take another gang of Thals through the mountains uh, to sneak into the city. And they're going to like sort of meet in the city. I don't know really why they're going in two separate paths, but I guess it just gives us something to watch. Um, so that's what's happening. Uh, so they're going through the mountains and, uh, the, and, and, and there's this whole thing with like rope where, (laughs) uh, Barbara has like rope and one of the Thals is like, I'm going to go through this hole and check this out. And so they tie up a rope. She's like, you know, got to be careful. And he's like, yep, yep. And they put the rope on and he he crawls through the thing and then like immediately just like falls and is like, ah, that that sucked. And she's like, yep. And yep. (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to do? Just sort of. Yeah, they just sort of leave it at that. And then uh, we go back to the city and um, the doctor and, and Susan, they come up with this idea of like using these light reflectors to reflect off of this like this like tower thing mm-hmm. where the Daleks get all of their um video and radio surveillance from. And so for some reason reflecting light off of this thing, it makes sense that it gets rid of the video s- surveillance, but it also takes out the radio for some reason. Um hmm. I don't know why that works, but it does and they sneak into the city uh as a result and the uh Daleks uh they're like, okay, so we're gonna we were going to do this neutronic bomb thing, but it takes like twenty-three years. So <laughs> that's a while, and we'll totally be dead. We'll be totes dead, you guys. Oh no, it's so we twenty-three sh- days. Oh, 23 days. Yeah. Okay, twenty twenty-three <laughs> days. Well, either way, they're gonna be dead because they're like dying right. uh from not enough radiation. So they're like they're like, okay, well, what if I mean we've got these nuclear reactors that aren't doing anything? What if we just blow those up and then we sort of nuke the planet that way? And the Daleks are like, that logic checks out. <laughs> and uh Good work. And that's the Yeah, so that's their new plan. Um Meanwhile, uh Barbara, who is now in fall pants, by the way. Yes. Um but her Thal pants are great because she's more modest than the other Thal dudes. Because the Thal dudes, the holes on their pants go all the way up to like almost their waist. So they've got this like really big hole that shows off the sides of their of their butt cheek. Yeah. Um, but 
Yeah, but hers only goes up to like the top of her thigh. So hers are a little more modest, but it's like the same deal. Um, they're like leather, holy pants. Um, and I know, I, I assume she's like, I'm, ass, I'm assuming that, uh, her and, uh, what, what's his name? Ian. Gladriel. Um, Gladriel. What's his name? Ganadus. Yeah, Ganadus. I assume her and Ganadus hooked up and those are his pants that she's borrowing. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, the but old yeah, she, uh, the old wearing the the boyfriend's uh, clothes in the morning, right? Well, yeah, totally. Except reverse here because everything's like backwards and weird on this planet. Sure. Um, and uh, yeah, so she's wearing his pants, and we meet this. Uh, well, we don't meet him. We've we've met him before, but there's this other Thal, um, who uh, Antidus, I think is his name, um, Antidus. They like they enter this this cavern where they're all going to start moving forward, and Antonis is like, "Okay, so <laughs> time out, guys. Um, uh, it's really cool that we made it this far. I'm gonna go ahead and go back. You guys can go ahead and keep going. I'm totes gonna go back. I'm gonna tell everybody how far you made it. We're all gonna give you guys a nice, you know, nice slow golf clap. It's gonna be great." But I'm not going to be here because you're all going to die. Right. And I don't want to die because it's freaking me out that we're in a cave. And even if we get out of here, the Daleks are totally going to kill us. And I don't want to die. So I'm going to get out of here. And the other Thal is like, what? You can't leave. That's that's insane. Like you, we're, like, you have to come with us. Like, we need men and we need you and we need he's like i just please don't make me do this i like i just i want to leave i want to get out of here so they start kind of like fighting and then their argument causes a cave in and a rock uh hits uh hits uh uh i've already forgot his name they're so random they're just like a uh, random Antidus. collection antidus i don't wanted to call him adonis i'm like that's not right he's like the opposite of that um so so antidus gets a rock hit on his head and uh they're like, okay, well, no going back now. So you, now you have to come forward. And it's at this point that I'm just like, yeah, Terry Nation really just hates, really, really hates people like the, these these pacifists. Like he's got a real bone to pick with pacifism. Um, and he is equating pacifism with cowardice in like a really big way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and that's what this character is, and uh, uh, he gets his just desserts as we uh, as we move along in the story. But if you think being caved in and getting a rock thrown in your head was enough um, for Terry Nation, it is not enough. Uh, so um, so anyway, so they have to awkward, kind of awkwardly. Uh, it has kind of an awkward agenda to it, I think. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, it's definitely like a conservative agenda, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting because of like what the episode has to say about prejudice. So I yeah. don't know. It's a, it's a weird amalgam of like political stances. It's really interesting. Um, Regular Frank Miller story over here. <clears throat> there is. <laughs> um, so Doctor and Susan have snuck into the into the town and uh, they're going to sabotage this uh, static electricity control box and he uses the TARDIS key to short it out. 
Uh, and as soon as they do, they get surrounded by Daleks. So, rut row. Um, row. So we cut back to Ian and Barbara and their gang of Thals, and they approach uh, the third test in the Last Crusade. Um, <laughs> and it's a it's a chasm uh, that they must cross, and. Ian comes up with the bright idea that uh, they're going to use rope safety to solve all their problems. And they've each got rope. So uh, they tie a piece of rope around his waist and they all hold it as he leaps across the chasm. Um, And when I say chasm, I don't like this thing is. (sighs) When you say chasm, do you mean chasm? I do. Um, <laughs> and I was just trying to roll with it because I was reading my notes and I'm tired. Um, yeah, chasm. Uh, so this uh, this chasm, uh, I mean, what are we talking about? We're talking like five feet? Right. Like it's like five feet across. Maybe. <clears throat> that might even, even be a stretch. So it's like not even a chasm really. No, it's like a it's like a large step across. I mean, honestly, none of them even have to be jumping. They could probably just take like a like an exaggerated Monty Python, like crazy walk step Mm -hmm. across and totally get to the other side without a problem. Yeah. Shallon Fabulous would jump over that. No problem. It is the most ridiculously small chasm ever. So they they approach the chasm. They throw a rock down. Uh, there's about like two seconds and then it hits water. And they're like, wow, that's really far. And I'm like, is it? <laughs> um, but OK, sure. Uh, and so they tie the they, they tie the rope around his waist and they all hold the rope. And he leaps across and is very dramatic about barely making it. Uh, and then he's like, OK, I think I've got – Solid footing. It's like a very narrow space. Um, it's something like, I don't know, what is that? Like a foot and a half yeah. between like the wall and the edge of the other side of the of the chasm. And um, so he's like, okay, so I've got this rope. You guys have a rope. So you're going to tie your rope and I'm going to hold this rope and we're going to rope this thing. <laughs> I don't understand any of their rope safety techniques. No, uh, I I don't think Ian has ever had a rock climbing or spelunking class in his life. No, no, <laughs> I don't. I'm not convinced he passed the Boy Scouts. Right. Uh, I I think he was the kid who he was like the know it all kid who was like not a team player. And then he got kicked out. And then he got kicked out. <laughs> uh, but he's like, whatever. I know more about this stuff than you guys anyway. You'll see. Uh, you'll see. Um. And uh, yeah, so none of this ropes, none of none of Ian's rope safety techniques make any sense. Uh, but we see every ridiculous second of it. I mean, when I when I say this is not an exaggeration, everything up to the chasm has been like maybe ten minutes. Yeah, and then the rest. Once of the we reach the chasm, we spend twenty like we spend like fifteen minutes at the chasm. Showing every single person jumping across, tying up the next person, and them jumping across. And we just, we go through each one. It's just 15 minutes of rope safety techniques. 
none of which I would recommend anyone trying at home. Uh, it's, I mean, it really, it looks like the kind of thing that, like, have you ever watched, like, children play? Right. And you yes. just look at them and you're like, you all think that you really know what's going on. And none of you do. You know, yeah. like there's always that kid where they're just like, oh, yeah, no, you totally you do this and then you do this. And all the other kids are like, oh, yeah. And you're like, none of you guys know what you're talking about. <laughs> this is You're all children. And like, I remember being a kid and being exactly like that, too, where you just like, oh, yeah, no, it's totally like this. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. Um, or like, I remember like in fifth grade, like playing like Mission Impossible. And it's like. You can't play Mission Impossible when you're 10. Right. Like, you don't know what that movie is even about when you're 10. <laughs> you just know that, like, cool stuff is happening and there's, like, gadgets and guns and stuff. I used to play like, The that, Fugitive. I mean, at least that's, like, basically, like, an exaggerated, like, game of Manhunt, right? Yeah. yeah. You can, like, find tunnels. You switch like, the samples. I don't care. Just so you could sell Provasic. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, so this this reminds me a lot of, like, kids playing something that they don't understand. Yeah. Uh, on the playground. <laughs> it'd, be like, it'd be like a bunch of kids playing, like, the Ides of March. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have to clean this up. Oh my god. Driver to the clinic. <laughs> oh god. Um, Good movie. So so anyway, uh yeah, so everyone is across except for poor Antidus, who Terry Nation is about to make an example of. Um Antidus is the coward who uh wanted to leave the cave and then got it got caved in and he was like oh now i'm stuck and uh he goes to jump across and doesn't make it and falls off and uh the weight of him on the rope that is tied to ian starts dragging ian off the edge as well and uh that's how the episode ends boom um antidus uh antidus is a coward and terry nation is not into it yeah it's always weird <clears throat> and and maybe this says more about me as a writer than than anything, but I'm I'm kind of I'm never a fan when it's very clear that a writer or a director like just hates a character. Yeah, like right. has an agenda. Yeah, right. it has an agenda, totally. Where it's yeah. yeah, whether it's like a woman or uh or like you like we, we Scott and I uh we, we talk a lot about how we kind of are turned off by stories that are just about why religious people are stupid. Uh huh. Because and no, 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 not because it it doesn't align with our own personal fears, but we just think it's kind of boring narratively. Right. Right. Like you know, like every Stephen King story has like a crazy religious woman that is going to get like eaten or stabbed. You know. Mm-hmm. And, Except for it, which is really bizarre yeah. because <laughs> that book that book has like ninety characters in it, and not a one of them is a crazy religious person. Really weird. Yeah, I think like someone's dad is or step parents. I don't know. No. Oh, really? Yeah, no. I need to read that book again. No, there's no there's no religious people. Like not not any more religious than like you just would naturally be in the fifties, you know? Sure. Yeah, kinda of like that, just like, oh God help us. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing that nothing beyond that, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. But yeah, anyway. so yeah, and then like I'm 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 kind of a fan of uh characters that are sort of more characters yeah. than <clears throat> than positions or ideals. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so but you know, I mean it, it doesn't take away from the fun of the story, but I don't know. I kind of think like not not to compare, but you know, like Star Trek I think was really good at having characters that clearly kind of represented an ideal or or a or a point of view, but that character was kind of allowed to have like nuance and mm-hmm. except when they weren't. Um because <laughs> there were episodes of Star Trek that were like that. Um so yeah, part seven. So Antonidas, um, in a rare moment of, uh, you know, of, uh, of selflessness actually cuts the rope and lets himself fall so that everyone else might live, um, Mm -hmm. in an act of almost Pexian mercy. And, uh, everyone else is like, oh, well, (laughs) I am, I am into the word Pexian. Pexian. (laughs) I'm all that I make, I decree that that is now a thing. Yes. Pexian to to kick and punch well and know all the karate <laughs> and also that was a, a, a Pexian a Pexian entrance. That yes. sounds like oh my God. a ship name for like Pex and Ian. Oh, <laughs> oh, they'll never meet. <laughs> they'd be like they'd be like shipping they'd be like shipping Data and Seven of Nine. Hey man, there's some weird stuff on the internet. Or like or like Scotty and. Admiral Archer. Like, I would have loved if you had said like Data and Seven of Nine. It'd be like Scotty and Seven of Nine. <laughs> yeah, can only name three Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it'd be like it'd be like you find out that there was fanfic of like Captain Janeway and like Henry Mudd. Guys, I know this is not the time or the place, but this just came to my mind, and I just this is so weird. Sure. How bizarre is it that? In both Star Trek universes, the original Roddenberry universe and the the Kelvin universe, mm-hmm. Star Trek Enterprise, the show, is a thing. Yeah. No, as it, is in both versions. It is completely untouched and unaffected by the arrival of the Kelvin. Yeah. Huh. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. Weird. Because there's even that line in the first Star Trek movie. Yeah. The first Star Trek movie. Someone, a, a Trekkie's going to murder me. Um, <laughs> the, the, the first reboot movie. Yeah, the first reboot movie. There, there's even that line where, where Simon Pegg says something oh, about... Oh, remember Admiral Archer's dog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what he, happened yeah he, whatever happened to that dog? I'll let you know when they find it. Right. Yeah. He's like, I don't like talking about it. Yeah. It's like, oh, Archer's an admiral now, and... He's still around, and yeah, there's this great, weird. Uh, yeah, and, and like there, there's that, uh, there's that scene in Into Darkness where we're in a RoboCop's office, and uh-huh. um, and he has like a bunch of sh- like model ships on his desk, and you can see Zephyrin Cochran's ship. Yes, that was great. In first contact. Anyway, so uh, so Adonis is dead, and um, they climb up, and they um, they find themselves at a dead end, and like their their light, their like torch thing is fading. <laughs> Did you just call him Adonis as well? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. It's, it's not even like a fun fake word, like a anto whatever. No, it was just it was just Terry Nation throwing darts at at, at letters. letters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're like, we should go back, and then the light it is snuffed out. 
But then they see a light from a hole. A literal and, light um, at the end of the tunnel. A literal light at the end of the tunnel, Cass. <laughs> and through that, they find an entrance into Dalek City. So the Daleks have now, uh, they have Susan and uh, and the doctor in the control room. And they're, they're like, touching them with their, their, their supple things. And um, <laughs> touch, touch. And um, they're like, we're going to kill everyone on Scarrow. So that they can, so that they can thrive in the neutronic fallout. What was that accent? Sounded <laughs> like a Bond villain. Yeah, it was kind of. It was like a, like a, like a, like a sexy Ian McKellen or something. Like, oh my god, can you imagine if Ian McKellen yeah. was all of the Daleks? Yeah, no, it would be, it would be, it would be amazing. <laughs> he was already the great intelligence, right? Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I read this really funny tweet uh, where it was like, "Man, uh, 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 James McAvoy and uh, and uh, Michael Fassbender must have had a hell of a '90s because they have to turn into Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen in like ten years." Right? Yeah. 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 Jesus. Uh, <laughs> uh, so anyway, so yeah, they so they're like, "Hey, we're gonna wipe out everyone because we're Daleks and we'll actually do pretty good in Neutronic Fallout." And so the doctor says that, tell you what, I'll help you guys. I'll do you one better. You, you fat little monsters. I will build you. (laughs) (laughs) We don't get any hate mail for body shaming the Daleks, but. uh, (laughs) They built their bodies. That's. that's, Yeah. You know, they had a choice. Yeah. They could have built something else. We love our curves. (laughs) God. Oh. So they, she's like, "Hey, I will build you another TARDIS." And they said, "We don't need your help to do that, you old idiot." And the doctor's like, "Uh." Oh. And so, meanwhile, um, Aladon and the and the rest of the Thals um launch an assault on Dalek City, which is as fun as it sounds. And um, then this party runs into Ian's group, and they're like, "Hey, let's attack the Dalek Control Center all at the same time." Together, Autobot style. There's so much sneaking around, like Dalek City in this story. Yes, in this in this episode, yeah. like it's just a bunch of them like crouched down, like stage sneaking mm-hmm. around Dalek City, like around the same the same hallway, shot from different angles. Just yeah. over and over and over again. Yeah, shooting this must have been real fun. Oh, man. So, they, just, they just got a bunch of rocks that they're going to throw at the Daleks. It looks like ah. it's like trying to sneak out of their room at like past bedtime. Yeah, yeah it really is. Yeah. Like, Do you remember when you were a kid and you and a group of kids were in like a new place for an afternoon and you would just use your imagination to like create a game? Mm-hmm. It's like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, we're, today, we're gonna pretend that this Home Depot is like the Death Star. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah. God, they just act like kids in this whole thing. Yeah, it's pretty it's and you know, and especially Susan. Um <laughs> so yeah, so they so they so they uh did they destroy the tonic apparatus and stop the radiation from getting out. They disable the power source. And they just keep they they just cow tip a bunch of Daleks, and um, then the the Daleks become immobile and die. 
but not before <laughs> begging the doctor to save their, their horrible, worthless Dalek lives. And the doctor just flat out says, like, no, and just watches them die yeah. um, in a very tenth doctor kind of move. Um, it's <laughs> it's weird that it, it kind of, I don't know, like watching the newer episodes first, right? Mm-hmm. You kind of had the sense that the doctor, it was kind of like a Batman Joker situation where it's like, no, like, I've given him too many, you know, or, or, or like Picard and the Borg, you know, uh-huh. like, this far, no further, you know? And so I'm like, oh man, so like, this must have been the result of like decades and decades of, of drama and hatred. And so it was kind of weird seeing him from the get go having like showing no mercy to these things. Yeah, but I mean, he shows very little mercy to anything. Yeah, as the first Doctor, so mm-hmm. he like grows out of it, and then then eventually kind of grows back into it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so the Thals are pretty turned off by all this, this this death and destruction, but they're like, well, at least it's finally over. Let's go back to being pacifists. So they go back to the tall camp. <laughs> this time they have that weird fluid link that Ian left behind. I must have been a must have been a bitch to find that and like just to go back and re I, I hate backtracking and finding stuff that I lost. It's always like really frustrating. So yeah, the doctor and his group uh were like, Well, this was weird. We didn't have any fun. This was a mistake. I hope we never see any of these things again. And uh they return to the Tartars. And then uh while right before they leave though, it's revealed that Barbara and uh Ganitus were kind of uh, they had a little showmance going on that no one was really paying attention to or cared about, and uh, they like uh, they like kiss a little bit, and then Barbara was like, you know, Barbara, we're leaving, you know, and uh, then as soon as they're in flight, there's an explosion on the console on the on the console, and they all fall to the floor, and then the, the episode ends. Yes, setting up one of my favorite stories of the. Uh, Hartnell era. That one's only two parts, right? Two or three? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Two. The Edge of Destruction. Oh, it's so good. It's, really it's good. the it's the it's the one and only bottle episode of Classic Who. Oh. The whole story takes place on the TARDIS. I'm excited. I I like this group. Yeah. I. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I think I mean Barbara's a little underwritten. Um, Barbara or Susan. Susan, but I think I think Susan, the performance of Susan is big enough to where I think she's like a really entertaining character to watch. Uh-huh. Um, and I hope I hope Barbara, because right now Barbara, I think, is the least interesting of the three. Barbara, her her move is that she's like trying to get Ian's attention. She's just like constantly hooking up with other dudes. Right. Yeah, and really- Ian's just like, I'm a man. I got a manly yeah. man. All over the yeah. guy doing guy. Thing. He's so yeah, he's so distracted by that that he's not seeing Barbara like obviously like like paint me like, like one um, of your French girls kind of just like yeah. <laughs> totally yeah. yeah and it's like dude come on I mean if you're I mean you know I mean I mean I mean not that this matters but I mean like you know Barbara's like a an, an attractive eligible young woman yeah what's up yeah I don't know. Um, <laughs> Susan ever get like a weird little boyfriend? Uh, spoilers. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, I also, I just wanted to mention like when they defeat all the Daleks, like 
I think I don't I don't is there anything sadder than a Dalek that's been tipped over? No. <clears throat> it's I think it's the saddest thing I've like ever seen. Moving around in circles. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Help. Yeah. Um Oh my god, there's that one guy that gets shot, the one thal that gets shot by the ray and mm-hmm. then like with his last ounce of life he like gets up and like shoves the Dalek in a closet and it dies <laughs> somehow. I think good stuff. I think the key to the appeal of these things, I just I like that they're they're so evil and they're so ambitious and like they have they're so proud of themselves, but they are so vulnerable. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like it's like imagine if the Borg were all a bunch of like overweight cats. <laughs> but they still had like the mindset of the book assimilate but you could just easily like pick one up and like put it in like a, in like a drawer <laughs> like no <clears throat> put me down you know like i I, th- I think it's like for the same reason that we love like pinky in the brain mm-hmm. and like i what do, you, what do you think about you know, this is the this is the story. You watch the story that caused Dalek mania. <laughs> yeah, it's inspired a theatrical film, <laughs> and, and, and and like it spun the Daleks into like their own like characters and like book series yeah, and the Daleks the the, uh, the road uh, chip. Yeah, I mean, I can get it. I mean, I I can understand. I mean. I'm I'm fascinated by the concept of anyone finding these things genuinely scary. Uh-huh. But because like, yeah, I mean, like they're so big and cuddly and stupid and loud. And so like, I don't really know, but maybe, yeah, but maybe it's one of those things where like, oh, back. It's like how like you read about audiences like fainting during like Bella Lugosi's Dracula. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I, 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 I we, we mentioned this last week, but I'm really I'm just really impressed that they came out of the gate so well defined already. Mm-hmm. Did Terry Nation write uh, "Power of the Daleks"? Cast? No, that's uh, David Whitaker. That's why it's good. Okay, so so this is also <laughs> Nick's first uh, Terry Nation story. Yeah, yeah, but which... I feel like it's not the most Terry Nation from what you guys have been telling me. Oh, oh no. God, no. Okay, so yeah, so I'm I'm kind of waiting. For like a kind of more Terry Nationy episode before I pass judgment. The chase. Oh, it's coming. The chase. Yeah, yeah. Because the chase. I mean, even even uh, even the 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 um, Dalek invasion of Earth. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Dalek invasion of Earth, man. Oh boy. I'm interested to see what you guys think of uh, Keys of Marinus because that's. That's one of the few Terry Nation stories that's not Daleks. Right. And I I, like I love that story for all the oh, yeah, reasons. Oh, yeah, so do I. It's but- <laughs> great. It's great. Yeah. Um, so, uh, anyway. Yeah, so what's, so what's next week, guys? Uh, next week is... Uh, I didn't write it in the notes. Uh, next week <laughs> it is Underwater Menace. Oh, you're right. Yes! I'm excited. You're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. Underwater Menace. That is going to be really fun to talk about. Um, but very painful to watch. 
<laughs> well, but not as painful as it used to be because it used to be that it was missing episodes, but now it's not anymore. So, oh, is it not? Is this, uh, an, audio, is this an audio adventure or just like a proper episode? No, no, they're proper episodes. They there were two episodes that were missing, but um, two of the four, but uh, they've been animated. So yes, oh, oh I haven't seen those. I I think they've been animated. That's a weird choice, but. Yeah, I I thought they came out like like a couple years ago huh. or something. Um, it's like the I most think. Bond villain to ever Bond villain. Like he has a pet octopus. Oh, nice! It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm excited. I I feel like I'm I want to see more of Troughton. I feel like I don't have a as firm a handle on him as the other ones yet. Mm. I think he gets he takes a while to get going. Um, well, and, and I don't think he's ever seen like an actual existing episode of Troughton. Th- yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. That's probably the reason. Um, actually it looks like they, they were going to do it and then canceled it or something. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, cause that one's kind of weird. That's not the Troughton episodes I would animate personally, but <laughs> no, I don't. Why did I? I need to. I need to go. Uh, I need to do some research on this one. For some reason, I had believed that they had done it, but apparently not. Mm. So okay, well, never mind. Um. Yeah, it doesn't look. It looks like they were planning on doing it and then canceled because there's like a lot of images of uh of like the the synchronized swimmers yeah um and uh yeah this is this is a it's a banana story but at least you're gonna get your first uh your first instance of of uh live action troughton because you're gonna have um two actual existing episodes oh good so only only two reconstructions and then two uh existing episodes Mm -hmm. um but then on the other side of that, Ambassadors of Death, Ooh. which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Huge inspiration for Silence in the Library. Oh, that cool. Story. Yeah. Well, that'll be fun. Aesthetically. Uh, aesthetically? Aesthetically. I always feel like I'm, I have lisp when I say that word. Aesthetically. <laughs> aesthetically. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, uh, and then we've got Centauran Experiment, which is not, not great, good. but short. Yeah. Yeah, but short, so, you know, it's a small mercy. And then, uh, Kinda and, uh, yes. Vengeance on Varos, no. which is terrible. Yeah. Um, and then Delta and the Bannerman, which is great. Mm. Sort of Orion, which is solid. And then, uh, and then we're back in New Who territory, so. What's the ninth episode? Ninth Doctor? Yeah. Unquiet Dead. Okay. I don't remember what that yeah. one was. The Charles That's Dickens. That's the, one. uh, yeah, Charles Dickens. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Charles Dickens with, uh, Gwen from Torchwood. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah. that means nothing to me, but. Oh. Okay. Oh, well. have you not seen Torchwood? No, I've only seen the episodes where they meet, where they cross over with Doctor Who. Oh, my God. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I just oh. never. You're not missing anything. It's fine. No, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's what I kind of that's what I kind of heard. The Captain Jack yeah. two parter in season two is really good, but other than that, it's like meh. 
Yeah. Uh, Did then two video of uh, Pearl Mackey meeting her first Dalek. No. It's mm. it was um, it was like behind the scenes footage of uh, of that of that little introductory video. Yeah. And uh, it's adorable. She did not know that yeah. there was a person inside of it. <laughs> that, oh, that's amazing. She, she like never, she was like, oh, that, I guess that makes sense. I guess she just never really put that much thought into how that works. Mm-hmm. So this dollar comes up and it's like, hello, pal. And she's like, oh my God. <laughs> she looks, awesome. she looks like you can already, I, I mean, just from that video, her and her and Peter Capaldi have like really fun chemistry. That's awesome. I'm excited for that show to come back like just ridiculous. I just guys, I just want it to come yeah, back. Yeah, it's overdue. Christmas, yeah. dude. It it'll be it'll be great because uh when we finish this season, uh it'll be time for the show to come back. At least at least for Christmas. Yeah. Um, hopefully hopefully all together. That would be So yeah. are we gonna like put this on hold when the show comes back? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll 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 transfer uh to uh to Capaldi stuff. Um, nice. but, uh, and then our listeners yeah. will come back. Aww. Yeah. And then we'll, uh, we'll, uh, transition, uh, the, the, the Capaldi like coding or whatever. I don't know. I got to figure out how we're going to, what, how, if we're going to number, how we're going to number those episodes, if we're going to just do like, like, I'm going to figure out how many stories he's done and do like 12, you know, 20, oh, right, right, right. whatever. Or if I, or if I'm going to, go back to the doctor's companion numbering or what I'm going to do. I don't know yet. Right. You'll figure um, it out. Yep. That I will. Uh, <laughs> I assume, I assume that we will finish this season, get the Christmas special and then do the fourth season before the show comes back. Mm. Um, yeah. That's what I think. I'm guessing like spring break 2017. <clears throat> that's yeah that's what i'm assuming i i mean i i would love for it to come back in january but i don't have high hopes for that oh no i mean that's i mean yeah <sighs> well although they are I, they are shooting though i mean so who knows well yeah but i think sherlock's coming back in uh in january and i don't see them putting both of those shows on at the same time right we would cannibalize the yeah. the rest of the and i mean yes yeah. So yeah, so th- we'll, we'll have three weeks of Sherlock. <laughs> right. Hopefully at least two of those weeks are good. <laughs> it's usually the case. God, why? <laughs> For a show that so many people love, it kind of has a low batting average, I think. Yeah, but there's not that many episodes and, and they're not really, they never feel like episodes to me. It feels like just getting three movies. Yeah. And I guess the ones that are good are like, really good right and the ones that are bad are just kind of boring i mean there's there really hasn't been like an awful episode of sherlock all of them in my opinion i'm just kidding <laughs> i mean like um, i mean like the, okay like the worst episode of sherlock in my just off the top of my head without thinking about it is like hound of the baskervilles oh see i think the i think the weird chinese circus one is worse from from series one i have no memory of that yeah, it's the second episode of series one, and it's like this weird Chinese circus, and there's like this bit where like they do this random cutaway to uh, Sherlock, like this this like Asian dude with a sword just like 
shows up in his in his apartment and sword fights Sherlock and then it just cuts away and they never explain why they cut to that or what, what he was in what reference the to hell? why do or I remember what was happening yeah cuz like I mean I've seen the pilot like so many times right and then I've seen the great game quite a few times it's the second episode it's the one where Watson meets uh his future wife oh mary yeah hmm. mrs yeah. martin freeman I, be- I believe I believe that's the episode where he meets her, or at the very least, he starts dating someone in that p- episode. Mm-hmm. I think it's her, but oh, maybe it's not. Maybe it's somebody else. I know. I think I, I know who you're thinking of, though, because it was like he had one love interest before the 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 one that she, he got married to. Right. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> well. Sherlock's companion. Um, <laughs> uh, you can find us in the meantime uh, on duelinggenre.com. Uh, you can email us, contact at thedoctorscompanion.us. Where do you want the Daleks to be next? Like what area of the, the United States, I guess. Uh, <laughs> we're on Twitter at TDCpod. North Dakota. <laughs> uh, Tumblr, the, the Doctor's <laughs> Companion Podcast, at tumblr.com. Um, we also have a Facebook Exterminate, page. don't you know? <laughs> Just Fargo with Daleks. Well, we're, well, we're, extermin- we're exterminating you is the thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. So you can check us out on Facebook. We have, uh, we're on iTunes, so give us a five-star review on iTunes if you like Dalek impressions. Um, Do it. Uh, we have Back to the Future Minute also on the site, Geek by Night, and Lord of the Rings Minute. Exciting. Yeah. Which I do with my fiance. Um, and apparently people like it, so that's awesome. Um, we are also on Patreon, duelinggenre.com slash support. And if that's not your thing, we have a one-time donation button on the site, as well as merch, which is awesome. Um, and special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Leaper182. And we'll talk to you next week. Yay!